Charles Haley. You're listening to nothing but Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handoff, sweeps to his right, gets to the 20. He's on the 30. Needs to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Rick the third tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's down to the left zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, 49ers. 96-yard run from Smithers. Garrison Hurst. Faithful to Nothing But Niners crew is back. We're here to bring you guys another fun-filled episode about moving on up in the draft. I'm your guy, 49ers Mike <laughs> underscore NFL. Over here on this side is this crazy dude named Nick, 49er Faithful 365. What up, Nick? How you doing, man? What up, what up, what up? Just, I hate you. I got, so I got cool, to show man. my guy Rombo some love, man, tonight. There you go. There you go, man. You know, I was worried about him, man. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I know he's been on this Jimmy G train and everything, and this has got to be a hard thing for people to accept with the Niners moving all the way up. The Jimmy G fans I'm talking about, like those that were like, no, we don't need anybody else. No, no rookie's going to come here and do it. Da, 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 da. It's got to be really tough for people who are who were feeling that way. You know the Niners just moved up to three, and you know they didn't do it for a freaking corner. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's got to be rough for people. I was really, really, really worried about, you know, Rombo, but everyone, not just Rombo, because I know Rombo's been cursing people out on Twitter over that nonsense. So, you know, it gets real out there, man. Don't come for my guys. You know what I'm saying? So I get it, man. I feel it. But how are you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, just extremely tired. It's been a long weekend. Um, you know, just, uh, just trying to catch up for reasons. But, yeah, just ready to crash. That's for sure. Well, you can crash in about 45 minutes to an hour, and then we get you up out of here, bro. We won't make this a long, long show. Uh, Robert Robert starts off with a super early contribution. He's 49ers trade Fred Warner Jets for second-round pick. Um, I believe this is a question. Yeah, I don't think that's something that's true. uh, I would not do it. I've seen linebackers get drafted in the first round, and – Fred Warner is at an all-pro level. He's worth a first-round pick. 
Yeah. Um, so I I wouldn't do it. If this is a question, I would not do it. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, I mean, you, you, if you're moving on from Fred Warner, you're either going to get some really good compensation back, as in player-wise, or you're getting a first-round pick back. Now, uh, does does he need gonna, to do the second-round overall pick? I think he – I guess I was going to say, what if he's talking about the second overall pick to move up one spot? Would you, as Nick, do that? No. And the reason that I wouldn't is because if you really wanted to be at that second spot, you would have you would have talked to the Jets about negotiating to get to that second spot. You went five, four, three and just stopped there. So you've been doing this for weeks. You still would have talked to him to see what it takes. So no, I wouldn't do it. Because now now it makes you look silly because now it looks like you made a mistake and the guy that you really want isn't there. So now you need to move up another spot and it's gonna cost you more. No. Well, you know what's interesting about this uh, scenario that he's painting? I, I don't think they do it, but what's interesting about that is if you, if you step back and think about what the compensation was supposed to be to get a guy like Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. and when it all started, they said three first-round picks and a, and a starter from the defense. And so the Niners uh, have given up only two first-round picks, but that would mean also a starter on defense to get an unproven guy. So the compensation is there. If you're going out there to get your quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's an equal thing. So I understand where uh, Robert was coming from with that. I just don't think that the team does it. I don't think that they do it. Yeah. I don't think so either. Okay. Uh, let's go through these formalities so we can get down to the the fun stuff, man. Uh, first and foremost, guys uh, on the YouTube channel here, we, we thank you guys for checking us out. If you stumble upon this, your first time watching, uh, if you enjoy the show, give us that thumbs up, hit that like button. Uh, you want to subscribe and turn on those notifications. We do breaking news videos and stuff like that, too. So uh, it's not just scheduled shows. You're going to want to come on here and and know uh, what's going on when we randomly go live. Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat, nothing but nine ERS. Uh, we have Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitch. That is nothing but Niners spelled all the way out. So, you know, stop by, show you guys some love, man. Um, you know, I already said who I am. I already talked about Nick. What's going? You all right over there? You looking up, up something? So you all right over there? You looking up something? No, I uh, I was making that other image for the twenty eighth. Forgot oh, to do it. So. Got you, got you. All good. Yeah, no, I'm good. All good. All right. There's another contribution here. Hey, you bust this one down. Let me let me find this thing. And uh, I want to create a, a banner real quick. So yeah, no worries. Brandon Treo, appreciate you, man. Ten dollar donation. He says, whoever we grab, I'm not sure they are sitting. We saw Kyle's game plan around Jimmy, inability to play well on a playoff run. I'm confident he'd do the same while feeding the rookie more week to week. So I don't know if he's saying here that we're going to do use both. Um, uh, or, you know, there was an article that came out. I can't remember who wrote it. It was on, I think it was a Sacramento Bee. Uh, but that article was stating that they think the 49ers are in a good place to use both quarterbacks this year, meaning Jimmy and whoever they draft. Um, I just don't see that happening. I truly don't like, I think the best position that this team is in right now is to keep Jimmy Garoppolo as the starter. You run it back for him and you either a, he does really well, ups his trade value. B he falters, get injured or just doesn't play well. And you're still just going to, you know, if nobody comes with a good trade offer this year, you're still in a win-win. Everybody wants to cut him right now and just save that money 
Well, next year you're going to save the same amount of money and you're taking a chance of grooming, not Jimmy grooming, but Kyle grooming the guy that he wants getting, you know, behind doors and learning the playbook, everything else. And then next year, if Jimmy balls out, then you get better, uh, you get better um, draft value for him compensation. Or if he doesn't do well and he falters, then you cut him and you still save the 27 million on, on a, a year where you're getting more cap and you have a lot of guys that are on one year deals this year that you can continue to bring back depending on where you end up next year. Yeah, Brandon, thanks for the contribution. And uh, this entire show is basically going to be about how we would handle the situation. Uh, we're going to talk about some prospects that we like at three. Uh, we'll try to figure out if the team wasn't moving up for a quarterback, who could it be? Um, but there's, you know, I, I think that part of the show is going to be short lived, but we are going to talk about what we would do. And we would, we're also going to break down how we would handle Jimmy Garoppolo. So Nick gave you some insight on his um, on his position there already. Uh, but we're going to definitely continue to break this down. Let's get to the, these contributions are pouring in here. So let's try to uh, run through these things. Let me see if I can find the next one here. Can you hear Niner with a squeak toy? Yeah. He hates me. He hates me. Uh, Nick Donald was in. The, oh, you got the coach one. Okay. Yeah. So he says, uh, we're overplaying just how much input Salah has on roster decision. Kyle runs. Kyle runs John. It's clear. What credible info could be given about Zach Wilson from New York? We're overplaying just how much input Salah has on roster decisions. Uh, okay. All right. All right. You want to you want to go first? Or you want me to you want me to go? No, you go first on this one. All right. I disagree with a lot of what's being written in this in this contribution. We appreciate it though, Coach, but. All right, Robert Sala might not be making V pick, but I promise you he has input. Uh, he's he's a head coach there for a reason, um, and he could know what their plans are at number two overall. Um, you know, especially in a draft like this, you're going for one of two guys. So, for example, you look back to when we drafted Nick Bosa, right? If any team other than a Cliff Kingsbury-led team was on the clock at number one, Nick Bosa was the first pick. And so if you're sitting at number two, you fall in love with two guys and whichever one is there, that's who you take. I'm sure that Robert Sala has an inkling of an idea of who they're taking at number two. So I don't think it's about overplaying how much he knows or how much he runs things. It's just basic information in that building. You're the head coach. We're going after a guy like this. You're going to have to hire somebody to make that guy work best for you in the system and your vision for the team. So, yeah, he's going to know who they're getting. He's not just waking up saying, all right, guys, what roster am I working with today? It, do it doesn't work like that. All right. Yeah. Uh, Kyle runs John. It's clear. I completely. Hey, stop it. Kyle runs John. It's clear. I completely disagree. I we've seen them challenge each other at microphones. We've, we've heard about picks that John made that Kyle was against. We've heard about Kyle telling John, I, I know you took him off your draft board, Adam back. We know that they work together in tandem. Any good situation, that's how it works. There's no I run you or you run me. I, it doesn't work like that in this San Francisco 49ers organization right now. These guys were hired to work together. Uh, and then what credible info could be given about? And I discussed that already. So, Nick, if you have anything you want to add to that, please, please feel free. Are you – you're? I can't hear you. Yeah, sorry. 
Salah ha- Salah is going to have some input, but I don't think he's going to have the total input over there. First year head coach, uh, the Jets front office, the Jets fans really don't like um, their GM. Uh, so their GM has made a lot of poor decisions. Um, and to be frank with you, I'm not sure what they do. I think if they were trying to sell off Sam Darnold, they would have already done it because of the fact of Matt Stafford went going, you know, all the quarterbacks that were moving all around the league. If somebody was interested in them, I think they would have pulled the trigger. They're, they're at number two. Are they trying to hold off on that and try to trade up, have somebody trade out of that spot and get to number two? The Niners just didn't approach them. It's going to be really interesting on draft night. It's going to be a really fun show. Um, to, to watch and listen and tune into us. But I, I agree. I mean, I agree with you, Mike, not what coach is saying. Um, Kyle runs John. I, I don't think that. I think it's a tandem. I do think that they work together. I do think they butt heads. It's kind of like me and Mike here. Like, but in the end, we make the right decision. So it, it's, it's a two-way street there. I think there's a little bit of give on John, and I think there's a little bit of give – from Kyle. And I think there's push both ways. Mm-hmm. And um, so that is cre- that, that I agree with you. Uh, what credible info could be given about Zach Wilson from New York? I don't think any info has been given. So that's pretty much it for me on that one. All right. And then here is the last one that I saw. If I missed one, I'm sorry, guys, I'll keep scrolling down to see if I missed one. But uh, this is Nick Donnelly. Thanks for the contribution. He said there was a guy on Grant Cohn's YouTube video that said he saw Mike Shanahan at Lance's Pro Day. He said if you go back, and uh, you can see him there. Uh, listen, the 49ers are sending everybody everywhere. Um, you know, uh, Twitter is uh, exploding today saying that um, Peter King said that Kyle and John are going to be at Alabama's Pro Day. All right. Now, of course, everyone's saying, oh, they're going to get a good look at Mac Jones. You know, like that's what everyone's first thing is. Alabama is loaded with talent, loaded with talent. Corners, which we need. Offensive, defensive linemen, which we need. Running backs, which we need. Like there's a lot of talent there that the Niners could be looking at. So I'm not just going to assume they're going there for Mac Jones. I also won't rule that out. Um, but they're going to use all of their resources. We know that they use Mike Shanahan as an extension of their front office. All right. We know that when Jimmy was rehabbing and working out, uh, when he was away from the team, he was spending that time with Mike Shanahan, you know? Uh, so these are things that we know. It doesn't surprise me at all to find out that he was at someone's pro day. You know, um, I'm not surprised by that in the least bit. So what are your thoughts on this? No, I mean, I think it's the same as anything, man. You just, you're doing your due diligence. Um, you know, John, John was just at Zach Wilson's. Kyle wasn't there. Maybe Kyle had something going on or he was working on something. Um, Mike Shanahan going to, to Lance's pro day. Okay. And look, Kyle trusts his father. The guy was a, a hell of a coach in the league. Send him over there with a scout or something. Come back. Tell me what your true opinion is. Um, and then Kyle obviously is going to, um, or Adam Peters is going to <clears throat> um, Justin Fields. But like you said, they, they're going to go there and watch Mac Jones again. He didn't have a very good pro day 
his first time go around. In fact, it was so bad that they asked him to do extra throws. Right. Extra reps. Right. So, yeah, of course he's going to throw again. If he did well, he wouldn't be thrown again. So maybe they are going there to reevaluate things. But it's also smokescreen. Like, if you if you just show up at one guy's thing, people are going to know who you're taking. Like, it, what if you want to play around with that pick? What if you do want to trade down two more spots? Like, you don't know and, recon- like, get some more picks back. I, it, it's kind of like a, a good poker hand. You never want to show your face. Like, you want to be as due di- diligent as you can and do what you can to make it look like you have a good hand. And that's what the 49ers front office is doing right now. And there's a shit ton of talent, like you said, in Alabama. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. care who's who's at whose pro days. They sent guys to Trevor Lawrence's, too. Do you think they have a shot at drafting Trevor Lawrence? No. Hmm. All right, man. Well said, man. Well said. So I believe let me, I'm trying to get back down here. I, I believe that's it for the contributions. I'm just doing a quick scroll for different colors. Yeah, I don't see any more. I don't see any more. So, guys, I'm not ignoring any comments. I don't look at them often, so I apologize. Thanks for everybody that's out there in the chat, man. I'm seeing how many viewers are in here right now you guys are the best man this is great um so let's go ahead and let's talk about this man so the niners make the the move of the weekend okay they make the move of the weekend they trade the number 12 overall pick a 2022 first a 2023 first what wait let me rewind that they trade the number 12 pick this year they trade a 2022 first and third they trade a 2023 first as well and they go from 12 up to number three they maintained all of their picks in this coming draft so far and moved up. First of all, let's just talk about the trade, Nick. Just the trade and the value here. What did you think of this move? Do you think we gave up too much? Do you think that we got the best of the trade? How do, how do you break this down in your head? No, I mean, when you do the breakup, we gave up exactly 1,000 points. Um, the thing that I, I like so much about the trade is that we didn't touch any more picks for this year. You don't know where you're going to finish in 2022. 2023 though you could go to a super bowl and it'd be the 32nd pick and that's damn near a second rounder so it doesn't look we all we all talk about this and we talk about the 49ers wanting us wanting the 49ers to be aggressive they were aggressive we we all talk about it's too much you don't give you know people were saying you don't give up three first rounds for you know deshaun watson look if that's your missing piece you give up whatever you can because you can figure it out later. You don't know what can happen in next year. You can re-get those picks back and do something with that. Or you win a Super Bowl and it's a late first-round pick anyway and a late third-round pick. So, well, the third-round pick will stay the same because it's a compensatory pick for Sala. So I couldn't say that. But, um, bro, if you if you see something that you want, and it's your guy, we talk about this. Go get it. But the best thing about this trade that I like, like I said, is we only moved up this year. We didn't touch anything draft capital-wise for this year. So you're bringing in a quarterback, if that's what you're obviously moving up for, uh, at a low price. Yeah. Um, I gave gave the trade an A-plus because I just – for mainly what you just said at the end there, you didn't touch anything this year. 
You right. you started the draft with a certain amount of picks. You finishing with that many picks and haven't traded down or anything. You know what I mean? Um, in fact, <laughs> we've lost more picks due to other issues. You know what I'm saying? Than what yep. than what they actually gave up in this year's draft. So that was phenomenal to me. And then one of the other things I liked, they played with house money. Mm-hmm. I love that they gave up the Robert Sala, one of the picks from Robert Sala uh, departure or Mayhew. I don't know which one it technically counts for, but one of the ones that we got as a, as a, you know, bonus for it's solid. Uh, the staff being poached, you know what I'm saying? So it's pretty cool that the, the, the team was confident enough to say, Hey, this was a freebie. Let's go ahead and give it away. That means that they should still have a third round pick that same year. So instead of having two or three, now they just have two. You know what I'm saying? You can take that second and third and turn it into another first. Like Mm -hmm. move back into the late first round to get another guy that you like. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't count John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan out from doing that. If there's a guy that's there still, I would look for that second and fourth maybe or second and third possibly moving. Um, But it it just keeps you – it keeps you in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not going to trade back out of three. I said that earlier, but it could happen. But you're not going to do that. You just gave up the farm. But now you have other picks to still control the draft. Mm-hmm. So to me, like I said, it's an A plus move. It definitely is an A plus move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to talk about some of the prospects that we would like to see the team look at. We'll talk about some of the top three quarterbacks and all that and what they bring to the table and who's likely to land to us. Uh, The coach, uh, he says, I just don't see two guys outside of Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence uh, that would warrant the haul we gave up outside of Trey Lance or uh, Justin Fields. Mac Jones at three would be hard to swallow. I agree. I agree agree with the last part, but you guys got – there's a little bit more to trading up than just who's who's there. It's also who's in between where you were. So let's just say the 49ers fell in love with four quarterbacks. <clears throat> let's just say they fell in love with four, four quarterbacks throughout the college season and their scouts have been saying, hey, next year this guy's going to be really good. Whatever. Just I don't care what four it is. You can name whatever four you want. You can include, you can include Wilson and Lawrence in that if you want, right? You got, like he said, uh, Lance, you got Fields. It could be Trask. It could be Jones. It could be whoever. They fell in love with four guys. By trading up to number three, you guarantee you get one of them. Here's what happens if you don't trade up to three. You got the Panthers in between who have been aggressive as hell. People don't know what the Eagles are doing. I don't think the Eagles know what they're doing, honestly. I was you know, sitting around talking about the Eagles and how they lost that last game for the draft pick, and then they just traded it away. They gave it right back to Miami. Yep. So what was the point of losing that game other than to screw the Giants for making the postseason? You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't make any sense. So I don't think Philadelphia quite knows what they're doing, if they're going to ride with the young guy that they benched in the last week of the game. You know what I'm saying? Or if they're going to draft another quarterback. They We don't know. The point is to get between you and other people who have a first-round need of, of the same position that you have. Get ahead of them to make sure that one of the guys that you want is there. So that's why you trade all the way up to number three. Now, if it's Mac Jones, I understand what you're saying. That would be hard to swallow. I do agree with you there, but we have seen stranger things happen. All right. Uh, I know a lot of people who had Daniel Jones as a second or third round grade, and he was drafted in the first by the Giants and people lost their minds. You know what I'm saying? So 
we've seen strange things happen. And when it comes to quarterbacks, offensive coordinators fall in love with guys and they have to go and get them. And that's why we can't completely rule out Matt Jones here. I hope that's not the case. I'll, I'll say that now. I really, really hope that's not the case. But we've seen it happen before. So we shouldn't be surprised. All right. Um, I believe that's it for the contributions. Let me get back. Oh, no. I didn't miss another one. I'm sorry. Uh, Jones at three would be 100 times more damning than. <laughs> All right. So listen, man. I, I get it, guys. I, I I really really get it. All right, we don't we don't want Jones at three. I get it. It doesn't mean that Shanahan doesn't want Jones at three. All right, you just got to look at their track history and and who they've used and who they've played with. Uh, I will say this though. I will say this. This is what's really really exciting. This is going to be the first time in Kyle Shanahan's career picking a quarterback of his own. And that's got to have some value here, Nick. That's got to be something that we discuss here. Every quarterback Kyle Shanahan has ever played with, he inherited. From Matt Schaub to Matt Ryan to Jimmy Garoppolo to Kirk Cousins and and um RG3, he never he was never like I want this one guy right here. That's never happened. This is the first time in his entire coaching career where he gets to pick the guy. Even C.J. Beathard, when they got him, he was like, yeah, I liked him, but I didn't like him in the, in the third round. I told John to, to chill. We can get him later. But this is the first time in Kyle's career that he's going to get a first-round quarterback. You guys were upset that we passed on Watson and Mahomes and all that stuff before. There's someone out here now that he feels is worth not passing up on, and we're going to find out who it is this year. But you don't think he had anything to do with RG3 and Kirk Cousins? No, 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 no. As RG3, an offensive coordinator? No. I think maybe he had some input with Cousins, but that was a, what, a third or fourth round pick. What I'm saying is this is his first time in the first <laughs> getting round. Getting his guy for a first round. Getting, yeah. yeah. So this is like, this is the guy that you think you can really maximize. You know what I'm saying? I can work with a Kirk Cousins if you get me him. I can work with a CJ Beathard if you get me him. But you got the first round guys are talent and ability and what I think I can do with them. You're getting these guys for the for the ceiling, not for the, the bare minimum, the floor. You know, you get a guy like a Kirk Cousins or a CJ Beathard because at the minimum, we can do this and I can work with the minimum. You're getting a guy in the first round because you really, really think, hey, this is the one. This right. And, and you feel that you feel that you're in position right now uh, to make a move and get your guy and look this draft is probably going to be have the most talented quarterbacks coming out this year probably for the next two years maybe three years like this is a, a draft heavy with a good amount of good decent athletic quarterbacks depending on what you look for um you go out and you you get what you want man like mm-hmm. I agree with you totally on moving from, you know, it depends on where you're moving to, obviously, because of what's in between. You have to get ahead of certain people that are th- that you're thinking like that person. So. Yeah. yeah. And we know the 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 Panthers. I'm just going to keep sticking with them because they were at eight. Um, they were heavy in Matt Stafford. They want to upgrade that quarterback position with them being ahead of us. 
you can guarantee they were taking one. Mm-hmm. Well, now that's at least three quarterbacks that are gone. It's at least three. So, and I'm also assuming that the Jets are taking the quarterback because <clears throat> I'm hearing some, maybe it's a, a lineman now, a tackle. So I, I don't know for sure. But either way, you know that at least, you know, the board is a lot thinner. So, uh, Miles May, you want to take this one? Yeah. Uh, Miles May says, uh, 499, that trade puts pressure on Kyle and John. Whoever the pick better, whoever the pick, they better perform if not Kyle and John are both going inside of three years. Bet be sure. Hmm. I agree there's going to be pressure on them, but I also don't, I kind of disagree that both of them would be gone. It, I don't think both of them would be gone because, um, and you're looking at three years. What is what is John Lynch's contract for right now? Four? He got four extension? Yeah, he was, was extended. He was he he originally got they originally got six. And then Kyle just signed another six. And John got so four. Oh, he got a five or four. I think he got four, yeah. Yeah. So So he's technically with us until uh 2027. Right. Um they got Look, a, nice a, a lot of it. A lot of it depends, man. Like this is another reason why I don't think the 49ers go and rush their self into something. And I see a lot of people on Twitter. Jimmy's gone. Just get rid of him. Why does he need to be here? We're going to break Before that you down. Only asking to get rid of him for money. Mm-hmm. We went into the, the legal tampering period with $21 million in cap space. We mm-hmm. have 20 million right now. Talk your shit, Nick. And we we brought every single person that you wanted back other than Richard Sherman, if you even wanted Richard Sherman back. We lost Ronald Blair. Okay, he's a great guy. We lost, you know, everybody was so big on Kerry Hyder. You're not even giving this kid Samson a chance. Look at look at Kerry Hyder. Look at his career. He only produced when Chris Kosarek was his coach in Detroit and in San Francisco. He didn't produce anywhere else. Talk your shit, Nick. So he goes to Seattle. Okay. Way overpaid. Okay. So, like, you, we're, we're talking all this shit, and, and we said it before. What's the main reason people want Jimmy gone? We need the money. We need to free up money. Well, we don't need to free up money anymore. Exactly. Come on. We, so we, We're going to get there. I, I'm a huge supporter of – look at Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-mm. They 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 went up and drafted Patrick Mahomes high. Did they throw him in as a starter? Nope. They let Alex Smith continue out, let Patrick Mahomes learn so that he can be successful. When teams start rookie quarterbacks, they're a very bad team. That is their prize goal. They have to put them on the field. Have to. When you move up into a first-round pick or up to get a guy that you want, that doesn't mean you need to start him right away. Mm-hmm. Just go and get the guy that you want who do you think is can be the future, and we will get him to the right spot to be that guy. There's absolutely no reason right now to drop Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. He's the most winningest quarterback on this roster right now. If healthy, he can still do it. And he, like I said earlier, if he plays lights out, it just ups his trade value. If he falters, you're right back to where you wanted to be this year. Cut him, save the $27 million. It's a win-win to keep him. 
It's a yeah. win-win to keep them. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to break that down. We get these contributions are coming in, so I'm going to try to keep getting to them, and we'll get to our stuff uh, with how we would handle stuff. Uh, Mariah drops a ten dollar contribution. Thank you. She says um, it's a great time to be a 49ers fan. Super excited for Shannon to get his guy in capital letters. Let's fucking go. Much love, fam. Keep on keeping on, fellas. And a whole bunch of gang signs and everything. And I ain't doing all that. No, I'm kidding. It's the applause. And, you know, I get it. I'm just messing with you. Thank you so much for the contribution. Yeah, it is very, very exciting, man. You know, it's like we we kind of took it in over the weekend, you know, and we, we get to play around with this and everything. And let me, I, I can only speak for myself. I have been going through a wave of emotions, super, super high and excited. And then it's like, uh-oh, I'm getting nervous now because. I don't want them to pick the wrong guy. See, it's different when you're sitting at 12. You can your your options are going to be few, right? It's to the point where we might not even be taking the quarterback in the first round when you're sitting back at 12, right? So you don't quite know. But when you're at three, nah, you got to get the right one now. Now it's more pressure than what it was when you were back at 12. Right. It's so much more pressure. Like, so now I'm I, I'm going, I'm back at being nervous again. Then I'm like, all right, it's 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 Wilson. It's definitely Wilson. Zach Wilson's the guy. If he's there, we're taking Zach Wilson. That's what I keep telling myself. Then I'm like, all I right. I hope so. What if he's not there? You know what I'm saying? Like, so th- these emotions that I'm going through is it's exactly what Mariah's first sentence is about. It's a great time to be a 49ers fan. That's it. Cause now it's like, all right, let's see what happens, man. Let the chips fall where they make it. This, this, that's the change right there. This that's is what great. we've been looking for. The 49ers, this fan base has been looking for the quarterback. Since Steve Young, I know what Jeff Garcia did. I know what Alex Smith did on his second half of his career here. I know what Colin Kaepernick gave us for a brief time. We haven't had that sustained success since Steve Young. But again, I I know Jeff Garcia never won the Super Bowl, but he was he was probably the next best since Steve Young, right? I don't I don't think it's a close second. How long ago was that though? How long ago was that, bro? Successful year. Here we are 21 years into the new millennium and we still haven't had the franchise quarterback. We're getting one. That's what's exciting. That's the thing. Like, it's just like, I'm going to be honest with you, right? This team right now, even with a rookie is going to be better with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I I just, this rookie can learn from Kyle from Shan- Mike Shanahan, from Jimmy Garoppolo's goods and bads. Like, that's what – that's why you bring rookies in. Like, look, if you're a defensive lineman, yeah, you're going to come in, your first-round pick, you're going to play. Offensive lineman, you're going to play. Linebackers, it depends, right? It kind of depends. On, but you don't go and say, oh, just because you're a quarterback, you have to start, right? We heard, we heard Debo Samuel say, like – you know, we heard him say, like, I, I didn't get the playbook until week nine. And that was with Emmanuel Sanders really helping me. Mm-hmm. What do you think a quarterback has to know? There's so much more a quarterback has to know than a receiver. So do we want to throw out a rookie and then blame it on Kyle and John when he fails? Because he, he went out there and he failed? Right. Like like Jalen Hurts is in Philly, how Eagles fans want to get rid of him because he was being pulled and put back in and pulled and put back in. Same thing with Josh Rosen. If some one coach would have put in some belief in Josh Rosen and let him play, who knows what he would have been. Ask the Dolphins how they feel. You're talking about Josh Rosen, who was there, Tua. Ask, ask Dolphin fans how they feel about their starting quarterback right now. 
Right. Because of putting people in too early, pulling them, putting them back in, pulling. That shit doesn't work, bro. It doesn't work. So I'm with you, man. I'm right there with you. All right. Ronald Murphy, you want you want this one? All right. Appreciate you, Ronald. He says, Jimmy G has started 48% of his starts. That's all that needs to be said. I think Fields is the pick, and he'll be starting day one. Thoughts? Um, I just touched on that. Yeah. So, I, I listen, I don't care who we get. I'm not putting him in week one. I tweeted it out. I'll say it on here. You get your quarterback of the future, not of just week one. It's not about starting somebody just because you picked them. That, that, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You have Jimmy Garoppolo, who is super capable of winning you some games, right? At worst case scenario, you know you can win some games with Jimmy Garoppolo. More than you can win with Nick Mullins, more than you can win with C.J. Beathard. I understand Shanahan's going to be frustrated because he's catering this offense around Jimmy's limitations. He he identifies, he knows those limitations now, right? So he's, you, we saw it. We saw the, the, the play calling change during that Super Bowl run. We saw the play calling change following that Saints game. And it just got less and less responsibility for Jimmy. And then in Seattle, Jimmy has to go out there and wheel and deal and help us win that game, right? That week 17 game, right? It came down to the wire, but what you know, there was a reason for that. The offense kind of sputtered out towards the end of that game, and the Seahawks were the ones driving, and we needed the defense to stand up and make yeah. a stop. What happened to the offense? The offense started out good. Jimmy was doing enough. He was doing enough, but then the defense started getting tired because the three and out started and everything, and it was almost what happened in the Super Bowl. It was almost what happened in the Super Bowl, but the defense found a way to make a play, all right? Kyle has been critiquing, criticizing. He's been analyzing and then readjusting this offense to win games with Jimmy. Yeah. If it's up to me, I'm getting my quarterback, and I'm not putting any pressure on him to start. We're going to have an open competition, and it's okay if the new quarterback loses because you can go in there, you can put Jimmy in. People <laughs> are asking about, how can Jimmy Garoppolo groom somebody else? And that that it's not Jimmy's job to groom anybody. No, it's not. Jimmy's job is to be prepared for the game and go play. This young man should be learning the playbook. He should be listening to the calls on the field and watching. seeing what he sees, watching, right? And in practice, he's learning a, a, a his he's learning the playbook. He's learning his play. Shanahan's not going to throw him out there and say, "Here's the entire playbook, go." Just like what we saw with Jimmy the last five games of the year that he got that start and he won all five of them. It wasn't the full playbook. It wasn't even the same type of plays being called that we had seen with Beathard and Hoyer before that. They were just completely different plays that Jimmy was comfortable with. Shanahan's capable of doing that for a rookie. He's capable of doing that for a rookie. So that's what the rookie has to worry about. It's not about Jimmy grooming him. It doesn't have to go in there. And if it was me, open competition. If the rookie wins, cool. If he doesn't, that's even better. Step back, learn. I still have confidence in you. Listen, I picked you number three overall. Whether you win this competition right now or not, you know I'm not giving up on you. I gave up two first-round picks to get you and a third-round pick. You are the guy, but you don't have to be the guy right now. I need you to be the guy in the future. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. <clears throat> and that's the way it should be. And, like, I'm tired of seeing people and fans say, if you draft a quarterback at three, he has to start. No ifs, ands, or buts. Why? This team doesn't suck. This team is in a good position. Mm -hmm. You don't throw somebody out there to falter. And look, when look, I always rephrase back to this. 
and it was something, and I say it all the time, Ian Williams said on our show, it takes two to three years to get acclimated to the NFL. If you remember him saying that, I'm not saying it's going to take whatever quarterback it is that it's going to take two to three years, but he's not going to be comfortable after a virtual. We don't even know if they're going back to camp this year. It's all virtual. So this kid's not going to be throwing to receivers or throwing to anybody, and we just want him to start. So we don't know if it's if it's virtual or if they're going to go there. It looks right now that it's going to be a virtual thing. When you throw guys out there, look at Josh Allen. They were ready to boo him out. Carolina hated him. Why did we do this? First year, horrible. Second year, a little bit of progression. Third year, playoffs. This team with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo is in its best position with a very good backup quarterback who can take us somewhere, it, 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 depending on who it is. Right, yeah. And like you said with Josh Allen, man, you have to be patient with these guys. Josh Allen was drafted for his ceiling. Remember, I was I was trying to big him, big him up. People were like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. And his first year, people pointing and laughing at me and shit. And I, I saw what I saw. I saw the arm. I saw the athleticism. I saw the patience. I saw that when the pocket collapses, he'll run. He'll make you pay for blitzing him. Like, I saw the size. I'm like, this guy, if he goes to the right place, he will be good. It mm-hmm. took time. The maturation process is a thing. Let these quarterbacks develop. Whether you choose to start them week one or not, they still have to develop. Russell Wilson will tell you he works hard. I think Russell Wilson is the best active quarterback in the NFL right now. It hurts I to think say so that. also. It hurts to say that, but I think Russell Wilson is the best active quarterback in the NFL right now. And I know Aaron Rodgers still in the league. I know who Patrick Mahomes is. I know who Deshaun Watson is. I still all around, all around, Russell Wilson is just that. And so Russell Wilson had a good offensive line, he'd be by far not even anybody close to what he is in the NFL. No, yeah. And so my my point with saying that is that Russell Wilson tells you how hard he works in the offseason. If he he's there. You know what I'm saying? He's an MVP candidate every single season. I, why he hasn't won one yet, I don't know. Because I swear if you take him off that team, they're five-win team tops. But either way, I'm not here to do this with him. Uh, with my, point is, my point is that this guy works really, really hard every single offseason, and he's still learning and growing. Why should we expect a rookie to come in here and just be ready to go out the gate? Russell Wilson's not coming in here, you know, what is he in year? Oh, what? 2000 on a year four. Who are you talking about? Russell Wilson. Oh, he, Russell Wilson. 2011. Uh, he 2011, is 2011, right? No, wasn't he 2011 draft? Yeah, right? I think it was 2011. Yeah. So, but that's my point. He's, he's a 10 year veteran and he's still working yeah. better. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's not that simple. Uh, the coach gives us another contribution here. He says, I'm encouraged. Let's be honest. We're not asking Jimmy to be great, just serviceable and healthy. Our team is loaded. I'm betting on the pick. Big trust. I like it, man. I like it. Um, This one here is from Adam Burns. Not starting the rookie also allows the Niners to work with them on their flaws and the playbook before they're thrown into live action. (laughs) Like, I I can't agree more. I can't agree more. Uh, We just have to make sure that the faithful stay patient, guys. Like, look, we're not telling you guys what to think and and all. We're just giving you our perspective. 
We're just giving you guys our perspectives, okay? And, you know, if you guys start seeing it, then cool. But let people know, man. We don't have to We don't have to start this guy right away. All right, Nick, I think that's all the contributions. So let's – God, 45 minutes already, and I feel like we haven't got to it. Uh, we didn't talk about all the news that came out today. The league has added a 17th game. We'll officially be playing the Bengals uh, at some point this season now because, you know, we got the AFC – what is that, East? No, North. North. That's the AFC North, right? So we we got, we got that division. So everybody in our division will be uh, playing against them. Uh, we get we get the Bengals. All right? So it's another win for the Niners. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's another win for the Niners. That's cool. Um, so, you know, we got to get this. We, we they, they did not put in another bye week, which I think is bullshit. W- why not give the guys another bye week? You're going to give them another game. You add another playoff game, but you still have not introduced another bye week. I think because you're getting into – if you add another bye week, you're going another – well, two weeks essentially. So? So I, I think they should definitely cut preseason to three games, two games. Mm-hmm. Like let your starters play the first two games of the preseason and start the season. I understand that you need to know <clears throat> what teams are out there or start the guys and get one look at them. Or I, Probably three games is probably best in a preseason because your fourth game is like the starters play not even pretty much. No, they, they don't. Play first half. Fourth game, no. I mean, game three, they play like the first half and that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting, but look, the NFL is all about money. You know, they're not about the players and, and things like that. And the team – but you got to also understand there's CBAs where these guys are on, and they could have fought for that extra bye week. We don't know if they did or if they didn't. You know, so that's where I'm kind of iffy at on it. Like, okay, we're adding another week, but, you know, I think they do it right to where they add that schedule. Where are we at week 17 or week – well, week well we don't we don't know the schedule yet, but it's uh well we at, don't know. So at, so what they'll do is so I guarantee you Philly and Cincinnati, if if Cincinnati's the last game of the year, Philadelphia will be the game before it. Well, no, 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 no. So it's it's not the schedule hasn't come out yet. It's just now 17 games. So the 17th game right. is the Bengals. It could be week one for all we know. It does right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's not weeks. I'm saying if it would be last. I think those two games are back-to-back, Ohio and, and Philadelphia. Oh, I see what you're saying. On yeah, the East so. Coast, you know. And I mm-hmm. think wherever these other teams play, it'll be back-to-back games that are real close. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll and see how it all Week down. 17, I mean, the other thing that this does is people that have the playoffs locked up, they're going to be sitting a lot of players. Well, that And especially because there's not two bye weeks anymore. So remember, remember, only one team gets a buy in the postseason now. Only, only the first seed. So if you, I don't know if that's the same way this year, though. I think no, it was it just is. that way they, because they already, they already released the uh, postseason schedule already. It's still only one bye week. It's still only the number one seed. They already released the postseason uh, schedule. Also, that came out also. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, well, that's I, stupid. Uh, that's I wish stupid. I could find it. There's, there are. It was three. Two and there's six wild card games. 
there's six wild card games because you got one through seven and one gets the buy. So two, three, four, five, and six are all, all playing. I'm sorry, two, three, four, five, six, and seven are all playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's weird, but, uh, you know, uh, Ronald Murphy with another contribution, he says, my point is Big Ben is the only rook to start a win-now team. If you're going to pass the ball eight times in the NFC Championship game, a room can do that. I, I think, think he meant a rook can do that. A rookie can do that, yeah. Um, but that's the NFC Championship game. That's that's 18 weeks into the season. That's not the first week into the season. You know, and, and that game, you, you never know if your run game is going to be working that good. Mm-hmm. Like the run game was just dominating that game. They couldn't not stop Raheem Moser no matter what they did. Mm-hmm. So the look, your first 20 plays are scripted. After that, it's going by the game flow. Yeah. I'm going to keep pounding it down your throat if you can't stop it. Right. And that's right. what Kyle Start had to do. Absolutely. All right, Nick. So here we go, man. Let's talk about it, bro. It's time. What's your move when we are on the clock? Right now, I'm I'm torn. Right now, obviously between. All right, let me explain. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm sorry. I want I want to change it up. Let's <clears> say <throat> no quarterback is off the board yet. No quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, let's just pretend that. Yeah, but all that's three... no fun though, because then we. I mean, I'm uh, all right. I'm I'm still gonna go with Zach Wilson then. Even if Trevor Lawrence is there, even if you, yeah, I, I think Zach Wilson is the most polished quarterback in this draft, and mm-hmm. it sucks that he played at BYU, but I think that he's probably. With progressions, probably the best arm talent has a really good arm. Can move on the run with bootlegs. Can throw across his body. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he can run, but he's not that guy. He he doesn't read a defense well. He was thrown to a shit ton of talent in Clemson. Um, I still do take Zach Wilson. Me personally, I like Zach Wilson over Lawrence. Okay. But um, if it, it, that's if we're going with, you know, anybody on the board, I would take Zach Wilson. I don't think he's going to be there, though. All right. Before I answer, I want to get this contribution out the way because I uh, and then we'll 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 keep it moving. Uh, if we draft the quarterback and everything works out right for DW, do we pursue him? And for what price? Who is DW? Deshaun Watson. If we draft the quarterback and everything works out right, do we pursue? No. No. That's gone. That's done. <clears throat> yeah. All right. If I'm, okay, Deshaun. Okay. If we if we draft the quarterback, if we draft the quarterback at three, there's no need for Deshaun Watson. Right? No, I don't think so. Now, I will say this. What if the allegations and the case is all cleared up? Before the draft, let me ask you this question, Nick. Would you rather use the number three pick for Deshaun Watson or get you your rookie? I'm going with the rookie. Wow. And the only reason I'm going with the rookie is because it puts us in better position for years to come compared to Deshaun Watson's contract. That's about to come up. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Ronald Murphy says my last one. All right. Trent Dilfer said that Zach Wilson wasn't one of the eight core captains on BYU for a quarterback of three years, not to be captain 
was shocking to him. I'm going to say something I probably shouldn't shouldn't say. I feel like Trent Dilfer finds way to throw shades at good quarterbacks uh-huh. all the time. I think he looks for ways to diminish quarterbacks because he's got the Super Bowl ring and I was never that guy and da-da-da-da-da. So what does it mean that this guy – I don't know. It's just like – remember uh, someone was talking about the way Cam Newton was dressing you, do you remember that when that was like a thing? Like, yeah, yeah, that was, was uh, that was um, Jeff Garcia. Yes, yes, yeah. it was Jeff Garcia. One quarterback talking about how uh, another quarterback dresses that has nothing to do with his play at all. So it's, I feel like it's kind of like they're just nitpicking because they don't like that person for whatever reason. So, uh, and I'm not saying that Trent doesn't like him, but when I hear something like this, I just feel like it's it's just fodder. It's not. There's no weight to it. So, uh, what, what what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, look, it's the same as you know what people think about Chris Sims, and 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 you watch Colin, uh, Coward, and it's just an it's just another opinion. Yeah, you know, it, look, just because you have a C on your chest doesn't mean you're if you don't have a C on your chest doesn't mean you're not a captain. Mm-hmm. Like it to me, that C means. All right, here I'll take it back to me as a, you know, as a fireman when I was a fireman, before I was a lieutenant or before I was chief, I, I, I move up in ranks, I become chief. But then when I go back to being a regular firefighter, I still get the respect that I need, no matter if I had that red helmet or not on me. So, or white helmet at the time, whatever shield. To me, what you do on the field and what you do as a person distinguishes how your players listen to you and if you are a captain or not. Some people just don't like that shit. Like we've heard players of ours, we we've heard, I think we heard Warner talking about it before when he wasn't a captain, but he was doing all the voicing as the middle linebacker. That's right. And they were like, "Do you feel that you know you should be a captain?" He's like, "I don't care about that." Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I like it, bro. All right, Callie's trying to get us back on track, man. Thanks, Callie. Said, "All right, let's talk about it." <laughs> Lance or Fields, and why? Uh, I'm going to get to that in one second, all right? I promise you I'm going to get to that. But thank you, Callie, uh, for, for trying to reel us back in here, bro. I really like it. So the question right now is who is the pick at three? Uh, I asked Nick, so it's only fair that I answer also, that if all of them are there, who do you go with, right? I, I, I don't think you're going to believe my answer. Uh, Nick, you know, I, don't, I know a lot of people don't know. Do you know what my favorite college team is? Yeah, North Carolina. No. Oh. With you, bro. Ohio oh, no, no. State. Oh, I thought I'm, I'm basketball is North Carolina. Oh, yeah, basketball. No, I'm I'm yeah, my basketball. bad. College I'm football, yes. Buckeyes, yeah. Listen, bro, I think Fields is the best guy in this draft at quarterback. And I know this is going to sound crazy, right? But he's not a runner the way people are going to try to paint him to be because he's black. He goes through progressions despite what they say. Now, his system is his system. Don't fault him for the system that he's in. I've seen him shake off guys coming right at him. I've seen him stand and let see the free blitzer coming in. He moves and makes a throw. He gives, with every pass attempt he does, his players an opportunity, a chance. It's not just some random ass running, right? What you're going to see come out about him are going to be a lot of pros and a lot of cons, 
But the truth of the matter is this young man was only operating in the system that he was operating in. I know people are going to hold that game against Alabama against him. Go back, go back and watch that offensive line. That offensive line was getting beat to, sh- to shreds, all right? And he was still trying, still getting hit and, and, and throwing dimes. And, and the, defense, only- the defense lost that game for them. Yeah. Well, and the offensive line lost it for them also. There was yeah. only so much he could do in that game. And so, you know, when, when, again, when you move up to three, it's not about floors. It's about ceilings. I think this guy has so much untapped potential. And if there's anybody that I think can get it out of him, it's our guy, Kyle Shanahan. I really, really think you, if you know, all like, of them were there, if I could choose from any single one of them, I was on the Zach Wilson train. I've convinced myself I want fields over everybody. That's my answer. That's my answer. I don't like the Trevor Lawrence thing. I don't like the Mac Jones thing. I was a Kyle Trask guy before because I'm thinking, hey, we're down here at 12. Let me start convincing myself of some of these lower tier guys that maybe we can even get on day two. Give me the best corner, and then we'll go get Trask in round two. You know what I'm saying? Like that's That was my mindset before. Now I'm allowed to get excited about a quarterback. Fields, we haven't even started to scratch the surface yet. That's my opinion. The other thing is, Every other quarterback, people want Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance has played minimal friggin' games as a college quarterback. Yeah. The same as Mac Jones. Watch the ball come out of Trey Lance's hand. It's not the same as it is when it comes out of Justin Fields. It's not the same as it comes out of Zach Wilson's. It's a wobbly ball. It's not a powerful. It like Trey Lance is a bigger guy, yet he'll move around, he'll run, do those things. But when you look at Guys that are built completely to be successful in the NFL. I don't think Trey Lance is it like Trey Lance has a high ceiling, but he's going to have to be with somebody right. And he's not. You have a better chance of Justin Fields starting day one if he's a 49er compared to. Trey Lance as day one. Yep. I I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely. Ronald Murphy, put your wallet down, bro. You said last one like two comments ago. Wasn't it him that said it? Wasn't he the one that said last one? Him and you. Huh? Him and you. Last one. Last one. (laughs) He says, uh, best point you've made. I actually like how the media has pissed on fields, and I'm looking forward to him calling to us and him and Shanahan have a pass. I mean, yeah, I listen, Shanahan worked with a lot of guys at the quarterback collective. I, I won't. I, I like it. I understand how people are connecting dots, but Shanahan has worked with a ton of prospects throughout his his career, and he doesn't get 90% of them. So I won't just tie him, but I get it, and I, I do know what you're talking about. I do get it. Uh, did you did you have a response to anything he says here? Because there's another contribution that just popped up. No, go ahead. I'll talk my points on, on fields in a minute. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Coming out of left field here, Mark. Okay. He says, Deshaun Watson will be our quarterback on draft day. One, you don't surround a RC. Rookie quarterback. That's what the, okay. All right. With with an all-star cast for a Super Bowl push. Two, having Jimmy in the team creates negativity. Three, coach and GM is in a win-win situation. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's complete bullshit. <laughs> hey, I this mean, is the contribution, Mark. 
No, I know. I appreciate it, Mark. But I'm just saying, you're asking me what my opinion is. Like, just because you have a stacked team around you don't mean that you don't draft a guy for the future. Look, Jimmy, having Jimmy on the team creates negativity. I bet you Jimmy will give you 27 million reasons why he'll stay sitting right there. No matter what it is. Even as a backup, Jimmy's content. Right. He's good. What what he has to do is look. If Jimmy's on this team come opening day, he will be the starter. It is his job to lose. If he if he gets injured, he may not see the field again. But that's up to him. This is a push me thing. Like, look, I understand. Look, you're getting paid twenty seven million this year and another twenty seven million next year if you're still here. There have been rookie quarterbacks that. Don't play for first two years on good teams. Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, Deshaun Watson is going to cost you a shit ton of money. The whole reason of you doing this, right? Look, you just gave up two first-round picks and a third-round pick. You just put the money out for all the guys to come back. You're sitting at $20 million. You want to drop Jimmy Garoppolo, draft a guy, bring in Deshaun Watson, who's going to cost you $45 million next year uh, against the cap, and do what? And it's not a Kyle Shanahan guy. I think you set yourself up, you get your guy, you go into the draft, or go into the draft, get your guy, move forward with what you have right now. If Jimmy, If Jimmy improves and plays well, Somebody, look, there have been reports teams are out there sniffing around Jimmy. But they're not going to give up, give him up for nothing. Like you traded a second round pick for him. He went to a Super Bowl and and he he can still he's still a rely uh, when healthy, a reliable quarterback. He'll win you games. He may not do it on his own, but he'll right. win you games. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All so, right. Sorry about that saying it's bullshit, but it, it's complete bullshit. Like, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. Yeah, no disrespect to him. No. All right. So we're back at who was the pick at three. All right. So now let's say that the board falls the way everyone is saying it's going to fall. Okay. So you said Wilson would be your choice. But people are right now, the assumption is Lawrence one, Wilson two. Then what's your move? Fields. Not Lance. No. I can't stand Lance. Not Jones. No, I can't stand Jones either. Both of those guys don't have enough college tape for me and have Lance may have a higher ceiling in some aspects, but he definitely is not the guy that is ready right now. Okay. And now let me explain. Justin Fields, I have gone to say on record, Ohio State does not produce good quarterbacks in the NFL. They have a very bad track record. And I'm an Ohio State fan. They have a very bad track record. They're more of defensive guys, corners, defensive ends, linebackers, wide receivers. Wide receivers, yeah, I'm about to say. Right? You go back and look at quarterbacks, right? But this is where the difference is. Justin Fields – was a quarterback for Georgia first and was screwed over completely there. Didn't even get the opportunity to go against Fromm. 
um, Donovan was the coach over there in Georgia and said, this kid has extreme talent, but wouldn't give him the opportunity to start. Urban Meyer comes in and well, Urban Meyer's in Ohio state and says, you know, uh, what should we call it? Wants to transfer. He transfers. Justin Fields transfers. Now he's under a quarterback coach who was a really good quarterback coach in Ryan day. Then Ryan day becomes the quarterback or the um, head coach. And what, what had, what has Justin Fields done under Ryan day? He's blossomed. His two years in Ohio state playing, he blossomed. So I know there's a lot of speculation too, which I totally forgot about Urban Meyer having the connection with Justin Fields. But you guys also have to remember there was a really, there was, I don't want to say, there was friction between those two towards the end. Um, is Justin Fields the most polished quarterback? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think if you go and watch his tape, there's things that he does wrong, but there are things that can be fixed. When it comes to the mindset, the toughness, the leadership, what he puts on the field day in and day out, um, Justin Fields, I think, is a different, a different animal than what has coming at has been coming out of Ohio State. And the reason that I say that is if he comes to the San Francisco 49ers, I think he will be the first successful quarterback from Ohio State because of the situation. The team is better. Like the team is good. You have Kyle Shanahan, who's a you know a, a guru and can work with quarterbacks. We've seen that with Matt Ryan. Um, and I think the playbook just fits him perfectly with rollouts. Uh, the ability to step up in a pocket, move around, play action. yeah, play action, throw the ball across his chest. He does everything that Zach Wilson does. He does. Make you think, in your bag, bro. You cooking right now, bro. Right. So he does all the things that that Zach Wilson does. But in the end, I think you can get more out of Justin Fields if he's the pick there over Trey Lance. Go back and watch Trey Lance. I'm ti- I'm sick and tired of people saying Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Have you even watched the dude play? Well, here's here, here's an interesting Trey Lance. How many games does he play this year? I I don't know how many. I think what was it? Uh, eleven? No. Oh wait, this year. I thought you meant total. One game. All right, but let me let me just say this about Trey Lance. And this, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Let uh, me answer this. Fields got his ass handed to him in the national championship. We just talked about that. We we took go ahead. Go ahead. Did you watch the game? Where was the offensive line? Did you see the hit that Justin Fields took <clears throat> for, for targeting and still got up and still was throwing the ball 60 yards down the field on Clemson's defense? And by the way, he was injured in that game. Uh, injured. You're cooking. You're cooking. You got it. Go ahead. Injured. Like, how are you gonna sit here and say he got his ass handed to him? Talk your shit, Nick. Let's like go, the, de- the defense of Ohio State faltered. You lost your starting running back the the very first or second play of the game. The rest is on is on fields. Like y- you're kidding me. Like you can't sit here and say the guy the guy went to a semifinal, 
the year before, then a national championship. To hey, me, that's a winner. If if Fields wasn't on that team for that game, what do you think the final score of that that? Oh, we would have got destroyed. Right, right. We would have got destroyed. So, so that, let's let's put some perspective there. Um, but the Lance thing that I wanted to say, and then we'll get to the contribution here, right? Is that I have a problem with the guy playing against lesser competition, and only one time in his entire career completing twenty passes. Only one time in his whole collegiate career against lesser competition has he completed 20 passes. Plus, he's coming from North Dakota State. Carson Wentz, baby. Yeah, like that's exactly what he is. (laughs) Carson Wentz, baby. All right. uh, Jaeger says, Fields has heart. Go watch that hit he took against Clemson, and he still finishes the game. Fields also has a good arm. Plus, with the weapons we have, Kyle can make it easier for Fields. This is what people have to understand too, man. You know, normally, normally bad teams are picking a quarterback in the top three. That's not the case here, bro. We are in a gym. Remember when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt and we were afforded the luxury of drafting Nick Bosa? We are right back at it. This is this, it's happening all over again, guys. Like this is this is when the history books get rewritten. This is how it happens. This is how it happens right here. Right, you got a team that had a top 10 defense two years in a row. You bring back that entire defensive core, right? They didn't have Nick Bosa last year and they were still top 10. You're getting Bosa back, they're saying Ford is back. I don't know if that's true or not, but Bosa's back, right? You got you got Sosa that's coming in here that's going to bring that same speed off the edge that Ford was bringing off the edge, whether Ford is back or not. You got Eric Armstead who can now go ahead and play the way he's supposed to play because Bosa's back and Sosa's here. You got Kinlaw coming into his own, right? Listen, that defense is going to be ready. You got Raheem Mostert. You got George Kittle. You got Brandon Ayuk. You got Debo Samuel. There's no way in hell the Niners should be picking in three. There's no way. This is an anomaly. And when anomalies start to happen, that means that they break the rules. This is not the norm. Shit's gonna happen, man. I'm. T- this is gonna be a fun freaking year, bro. Oh, it's gonna be a fun year. All right, let me find these other contributions here. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking for them. I am looking. I believe this was the next one. Uh, damn it, y'all killing my pockets. LOL. The what? The Justin Fields UGA snub was a big deal. Not to mention Kyle and JT linked just Justin Fields. Yeah, because he was he was on he was on um he was on uh on the QB one. Yeah, he was on the Netflix show quarter QB one under the lights. Justin Fields was. But he's saying JT, not JF. I mean, not Justin Fields. Um God damn it. I'm confused. I don't I don't man, there's too many initials in this shit. I've been drinking all day, bro. You can't do this to me, man. I'm trying to think of who it was. Um John. And JT have the same agent. Who is JT? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. <clears throat> All right. I can't remember who it was. Well, co- coach, don't make a contribution. Type out your message again, and then I'll I'll click it. All right. Uh, I meant swap Watson with our number three. Yes, he's worth it because you have other expiring contracts on the team. Our window is less than two years, to be honest. 
All right, I I think I get what he was saying. He meant to like to trade. Remember, I asked you, would you? Tr- yeah, you three? said would you trade number three? And I said no. Right, I think okay. So, but this was this was the one where you were like, uh, no, we we shouldn't get him, right? Yeah. So I I see what he's saying, but I don't think that our window was just two years. Kittle's locked up long term. Ayuk rookie deal. Debo rookie deal. Mostert here for what two or three more years? Uh, three. This yeah, because he just signed the contract last year for three right. extension for three years. Trent Williams locked in for life. Alex Mack three years. Right, Alex Mack three. Like we're good. This is sustainable. But but you got Fred Warner coming up for a contract. You got Nick Bosa going to be coming up for a contract. In you got Mike McGlinchey. Wait 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 wait. We got to stop with the Nick Bosa thing. We got two years of Nick Bosa. I understand that, but okay. I'm saying okay. if you want to extend him the year before, like, you know what I mean? Instead, before his fifth year option. Right. So you still have all this money coming up. And then if you cut Jimmy Garoppolo, if you go on the books for 45 million next year, that's almost, yeah. what is that, 40 something percent of your cap? Mm-hmm. We can't that's do that. Crazy. Uh, Jason. Thanks for the contribution. I, there was no words to it though, but I did. I did see it. I clicked it. Sorry, man. Uh, Big Des says, "Why has the media been so down on Fields lately? But pumping up Lance. Fields has a signature game. Lance doesn't. I okay. So you got to remember, guys, that draft season is also about. Oh wait, did I go backwards? What the hell? Yeah, there should only be one more. Um, That's it. You guys got to remember that draft season is about the hot takes being the first person. So he did mean feels the whole time. Yeah, he did. Okay. Okay. All right. I told you you didn't have to make a contribution, bro. Um, but we appreciate it though. Thanks, man. Um, so you guys got to remember that Justin draft- Fields was on Beyond the Lights. He was. I, that's what I thought. Okay. Because then, he, then he went to – then because he was uh, – undergraduate or whatever um and went to you know i forget what they call those schools what do they call those schools d2 no like um like before you before you can go to a d1 or a d2 school like a d3 what what do they call them i forget what it's called i know what you mean by he I, went I, there and then went to georgia right so um he was under he was in that i forget the name of it i'm having a brain fart these people got me flustered tonight. Yeah, man, we, we're all over the place. We got a show to do in a half an hour. Like, we got to wrap this thing up here, and we haven't even got to what we wanted to talk about. Stop with the contributions, guys. Thank you, though. All right, so he said Fields. Um, damn, I was saying something. Now I can't remember what I was saying either. All right, I, I got to get on to Sean's here. He says, so I see what Nick is saying. Fields with the third overall. He can be our backup, LOL. Trey running for Moose. Nick about to throw down for Ohio. Don't show your Carlos Hyde tattoo, Nick. No, I don't have a Carlos Hyde tattoo. I actually wasn't. I actually was not a Carlos Hyde fan when he was. I was Ohio State. I was a Zeke Elliott fan. I I love Los the year before uh, he left. I really really like Carlos Hyde. I I love that pick. In the I mean, they both they both played well there. Mm-hmm. They were they were a great tandem, man. I, I they they were the tandem for this one year though. But I liked it. I liked it. Um. And there was one more country. Oh, I know what I was saying. He said, why is the media so down on fields? You got to remember that it's draft season. You have to say why you don't like the guy that everyone else likes. You have to say why you don't like the guy that everyone loves. You get what I'm saying? So 
if I'm sitting here saying, look, Fields is obviously better than Lance. Oh, well, I look better if I find the diamond in the rough from the small school. So let me pump this guy up and I'm right about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, the way we started the show, we were talking about Josh Allen. And I was like, I felt like I was the only person who was like, look at what this guy can do. Uh-huh. He's got to get to, right? It's the same exact thing. So people say it publicly. So that way, when they're right, it's like, oh, we should have trusted this guy's opinion because he knew that Lance, the small school guy, was going to be better than Fields, the big school guy. So you got you got to you got to remember that kind of stuff, man. You got you got to you got to uh, you got to keep that in mind. All right, Watson only ten million, but I agree. Let's go rookie. Yeah. yeah. So Watson's ten million this year. Nick was saying that no, next he's fifteen. Year, he's fifteen million this year against the cap, and then forty point four the following year in twenty twenty two. Right. Right. Yeah. But by then you got Jimmy's twenty seven off the book, so it's really not the as high as it looks. You know, I get it. I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, it's thirteen more million. That's still, yeah. that's still a lot. Yeah, it's still a nice bag. <laughs> definitely a nice bag. All right, so we talked about who it would be, whether they were there or not. Now you said that you would take Fields uh, if the top two guys, Wilson and, and Lawrence, are gone. Obviously, if if Fields is my guy, whether everyone was there or not, I'm still going to stick with Fields. We have to do something that I don't want to do. I feel like it's a waste of time, but we have to do it anyway. What if it's Mac Jones? What if it's Mac Jones? How do you feel? How do you react? Like, we we have to discuss this. We can't just pretend it's not possible because I heard, I heard a while ago someone say, and I can't unsee it, I can't unthink it, I can't unhear it. Mac Jones is Kirk Cousins. I can't get that out of my head. And we know the man crush Kyle Shanahan has on and for Kirk Cousins. What if the pick is Mac Jones? I told you before, I, I'm taking my shotgun and shooting a hole in the wall. Like, I'm going to be pissed. And the reason is it's not because Mac Jones isn't talented. He's stiff. He has a lot to learn. Pause. He, 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 has, bar- he has barely played in college. He's been surrounded by great talent at Alabama. Bro, those wide receivers would make me look good. Their first round, they're if there was they no have, other, if there's no quarterbacks, they're the top two off the board. Yes, they, they have three wide receivers that can go in the first. That's so, nuts. Mac Jones, to me, yes, I understand that he's a lot like Kirk Cousins, but I think that Kyle Shanahan has learned one thing since he's been a coach in the NFC West: mobility of a quarterback. He's playing now against Stafford, who can move, Russell Wilson, who can move, and Kyler Murray. And the three hardest things that he says is game planning against quarterbacks that can move around in the pocket and get outside the pocket and extend the play. Yeah, Robert Sala told him how difficult it is, man. And he knows. He knows. And playing in the NFC West for four years – Going up against Russell Wilson in that time frame, 10 times, eight times, whatever it has been. Well, this is his fourth. No, yeah, this is his fourth year, right? So six times of each of those quarterbacks, other than Stafford, even Jared Goff could move. I, know. Saw- I was about to start his fifth year. He he did 17, 18, 19, and 20. 20, right. So 21 yeah. will be his eight, fifth year. Times. Yep. So this is my thing. Take Jared Goff, for example. Jared Goff was not a moving quarterback, right? But how did Sean McVay get uh, Kyle Shanahan 
the time they were up on us like 28 nothing. He kept running the same exact fucking play, excuse my language, rolling outside the pocket. Yeah, he, moved, he moved the, the quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Getting him outside the pocket. So how do you how do you also help your offensive line? You build them, make them better, but then you get a quarterback who can move around and step up in a pocket mm-hmm. and elude pressure, get outside the pocket and get the ball downfield still. Yeah. Jimmy's not that guy. Jimmy's more of a Kirk Cousins type guy without the arm. So Mac Jones has a good arm, but he ha- he doesn't have enough college tape for me. He's the same as Trey Lance to me, where Jones has been backed up with a lot of talent on a team, and Trey Lance has been backed up with, by not playing enough talent. He can't hit – Trey Lance can't hit the tight windows. Mac Jones barely hits tight windows because his receivers are so damn fast. I just want to clarify for what Nick was saying. He's not saying that Matt Stafford's a runner. No. He's saying that he can navigate in the pocket. He yeah. can see when one side is collapsing. He knows how to shift and move up and throw. He, when he says that he can move, it's one thing to move around inside a pocket. It's another thing to move in the pocket and keep your feet set to throw from anywhere. I didn't say he was a scrambler. or, right. or no. I didn't say he was a runner. He basically right. moves around in the pocket, eludes pressure. I've seen guys elude pressure in the pocket, step up, but then they get their feet all shuffled and they have to try to reset quickly to throw. You don't see Matt Stafford do that because he can throw from so many different angles. He can move. I've seen Matt Stafford dodge someone, like lift the ball over their head and then throw. Like Matt Stafford moves behind that line of scrimmage really, really well. I, so that's what Nick was talking about. And, and Stafford definitely moves better than Goff. Uh, are you kidding me? I'm so that was my whole point is that the whole NFC West quarterbacks move around. They can they can navigate the pocket up, backwards, mm-hmm. outside. And I I saw somebody saying here, but Lance throws Lance throws with anticipation. Have you ever not watched have you ever watched Justin Fields throw with anticipation? That's what I'm trying to say. People are like, I just feel like they don't like Justin Fields because it's the thing to do right now. Yeah, it's it's just they're they're living off they're living off. Look, they're doing like I was in the beginning, and I'm an Ohio State fan, and they're doing what I was in in the beginning, and I'm like, I don't know if I want an Ohio State quarterback, but then I sit back and I look at it, and I explained why he's not an Ohio State quarterback. He wasn't. Urban Meyer brought him there from Georgia where he worked with Ryan Day, who is a really good quarterback coach. A really good quarterback coach. He was actually, he was, uh, whose quarterback was, coach was he in Philadelphia under Chip Kelly? <clears throat> who was Chip Kelly's quarterbacks in Philadelphia? Oh, shit. You're asking me to go back. Uh Chip Kelly had uh I remember he came out with that off was it Mike Vick? Mike Vick was there. And then after Vick it was uh oh the dude. Nick 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 uh Nick 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 Foles. Nick Foles. Right? Wasn't it Nick Foles? Yeah, I got to look it up. Was it Nick I... Foles? Who cuz he he did that hurry up shit. I know Mike Vick was there the first year cuz we played them that year. It was it was like the first game. Was it the first game? No, they, their first game they put up like thirty something points in the first half, and that was with Nick Kelly. I mean Nick Kelly. Listen to me. That was with Mike Vick. 
I know for sure he had him there, for sure. But I yeah, can't. So that was. Go back. Look at 2011. No, 2000. 2000 it was, it was 2013. 2013, I think. Yeah, it was 2013 when he went there. Um, yeah, it was Mike Vick. He said Kevin Cobb. Was it Cobb? No, it it was uh, Mike Vick. Let me look it up. 2013. <laughs> but either way, what Nick is saying is that you know you get somebody who can go out there and and work with a quarterback, develop a quarterback, and then you can see what they can do. And that's why you saw the maturation of Justin Fields in college. All right. So that, that's what Nick is saying. And so we like, you know, we got to step back and give this dude a chance, man. We I look, I'm going to go out here and say this now, whether the Niners get him or not, Justin Fields will be the best pro quarterback drafted in the first round of this draft. I'm not saying this year, I'm saying overall, when it's all said and done, he's going to be the best quarterback drafted in the first round of this draft. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And now I hope we get him. Oh, that's who it was. It was Matt Barkley. Was it Was it Barkley? Yep. He took Mike Vick's job? Yep. Matt Barkley and, and Mike Vick was there. Yeesh. Those two guys were there. And Nick Foles was there also. Wait, I, don't, I think I clicked the wrong one. Sorry. All right, so let's go to Big Dez again. He said, I just don't see what Lance has shown on film that is considerably better than Fields. Plus, the level of competition has to be taken into consideration. That's why I said that level of competition, you've only completed 20 passes once. I, I looked up just box scores, and I know that they don't tell you everything. And I hate when people do that. I can't tell you how many games Lance had with 50% completion percentage. That's troublesome to me. 50 How many throws did the guy miss in his pro day? I, I didn't watch. I haven't watched any pro days. I refuse to do it because I think they're all scripted. You have to look good in a pro day. And if you don't. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You have no pressure and you should be nailing passes. Trey Lance was dropping passes out of bounds for guys hitting the sideline. What the heck are you doing over there? <laughs> you filling your bottle? <laughs> You got issues. You were cooking, bro. I was just trying to sit, sit back and shut up, man. You were on fire tonight, man. Nick, you're in rare form, bro. I like it, bro. Keep it, keep it going. Uh, here's another contribution, man. Oh, is this is this a Rams fan? Yeah, man? he's always in here. A Rams fan is paying to talk to the Niners. He's nervous. Why is he here? Because he's nervous. He knows that. Hey, we appreciate the support. My man says Niners moving up to get a young quarterback. One, they don't know which one it will be. I mean, Niners probably with project quarterback, that means last place again next three years. Look at him. He is trying his hardest to find a way to make this a bad situation. Look at him. He's, He's been in here week after week talking about Jimmy and how we'll be fourth place, last place, um, for the next how many years. But he also tends to forget that with Jimmy, they couldn't even beat us. Hmm. Give Kyle Shanahan another thing. Look, Rams fans are blown up because of this whole Stafford deal. Didn't they lose to Beathard this year? Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. A guy who yeah. never threw the football in college. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. All right. Justin Fields should 100% be the pick at three. Fields has too much ups. Oh, I'm sorry. So much upside. Kyle's offense would be unstoppable if he, dra if he drafts Justin Fields. 
Hey, Bailey, I'm look, that I'm I'm 100 in on fields. 100 in on fields. That's me. I can't speak for anybody else, and I respect other opinions. I really, really do. If someone wants to say that they like Lance and all that, and listen, guys, we're gonna get to the mock drafts and stuff soon. But this is why we didn't do them too early. This is why we wait till April because so much can and will happen. This I am why we were happening though. We talked about it the night after the show. We were sitting there talking about it. The day before it was announced. Yeah, the next morning it was announced. The next mm-hmm. day. We were talking about trading up to three. It's crazy as hell that how it happened. All right. Uh oh my goodness. Somebody take this dude's wallet. <laughs> Ronald's on they fire. Lost Nick Mullins, he said. Oh, I thought it was better. Damn, they they lost to the worst. <laughs> Horrible, <clears throat> horrible. I want to get some of these Trey Lance fans on and, and ask, like, not tonight, but I want to ask them why they feel that he has the highest upside. Like, what do you see from him to have the highest upside? Well, much, okay. So upside, you got to remember now, with upside, it's just like what you said in your assessment with Fields, right? It was where he came from, where he came from. You got with the right coach, and you start to unlock some of it. They're saying, with what Lance has done already, imagine if he can get the – better and higher in coaching and i'm not saying what has he done he hasn't done that much in college against the competition like how can you say that like if they were all if they were all in the big 10 who's the best quarterback there i i I see what you're saying and i understand like and i'm going back on what i said about small schools with tony but you have to look at this like it's north dakota state like, is anybody else going to be drafted from there? They'll probably get a lineman in there somewhere. Maybe one. Possibly. Uh, yeah. Hold know. on, fellas. <laughs> a broken clock is right twice a day. A yep. blind squirrel can find a nut. Oh, I'm sorry. It was also at the end of the game. It was right. Even with those Rams wins, you guys have been last placers. Okay. I think you've been just as successful as we have. Since we've, Kyle Shanahan's tenure here, we've had uh, we've had how many quarterbacks have we played with this year? Three. We Three. we dressed what? We dressed five, I think. We dressed five total. Rosen dressed for a game, right? Yeah, but that was when Jimmy was hurt and went back to the IR. So it was Rosen. It was Rosen, Mullins, and Bethard. Yeah, I mean, look, he, you want to harp on last year? That's fine, but I do know. Between me and you, no one else is going to hear this. The other listeners can't even. This is a private conversation. You're in a members-only context. Right. You're nervous, and you should be. All right. Cool. Cool. He should be. And look, they're they're talking trash and and Goff. You were saying Goff was better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but you couldn't beat us with Goff either. So now you get Stafford, and it's like, oh, look, you got a good team over there. But your coach can't outcoach Kyle Shanahan. All right, Nick, this was for you. And bro. Daniel Brunskill owns. Oh, uh, uh, don't do it. Defensive line. Oh, I'm giving the privilege of saying his name. Oh my! Oh, the disrespect. So, what what has he done against us? Mm. All right, Nick, you break this one down. I got the next one. Easy Tino, five dollars. Says the number three and Eric for the number one spot. And pick Lawrence. While we that high, take the full shot. At, at McVeigh, hold this L coming again this year. Always faithful. He, he, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. He finished his contribution strong. Yeah. But the first part, 
Can't happen. Won't happen. <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance in hell. No, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Bro. I don't know, man. I, I think. Look, you look at you look at the years for Sunshine. I understand that he's a great quarterback, but where was all the hype at? He played shitty this year. He barely played. He had he was out with COVID. Did he even play? Yeah, he how played. Much, how much did he play this year? Uh, he, he, had, he had to have only played in a couple of games, right? Yeah, I think he played like four games this year. He might have played more than that. Um, all right. Hey, listen, like I said, I'm not against anybody liking somebody. I'm just so sold on Justin Fields right now that it's going to be really hard to change my mind. And the problem is I have an entire month to sit here and try to do it. That's that's what I hate now. Now I hate that we got to wait a whole month for this to happen. Like you just want the draft to be here already. But, you know, we got to wait it out and see what and see what comes of it. There's going to be stuff that happens. We When April gets here, I think they wait until like the end of the first week of April or the start of the second week. And then all of a sudden the, the dirt starts coming out on the top prospects. Mm-hmm. So we got we got to wait. We're gonna see. Yeah. After look, th- th- they're just basing the whole Trey Lance stuff right now because it came out after Zach Wilson's pro day where John yeah. Lynch was. Mm-hmm. That that's that's why it came out because you're like, okay, I seen him throw. Now we're at Zach, and we didn't even see Justin. We didn't even see what Justin Fields does. No, you've been working on this for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it just came to a time to get the deal done. They, they have no idea who they're, they're linking it with. Oh, Lance looked that good. Let, let's trade up. But no, that's not how it happened. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. 43% of Lance's throws were out of play action RPOs. 18% of his passes were outside of the pocket and accurate boots and sprints regards to Lance being the best fit. Hey, that's your opinion, bud. I, I see what he was saying, but if 43% of all of his throws were out of that, and this guy has a 56% completion percentage. What what good is that? <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, like, it's just I don't know. It's, it's real. I mean, and I'm not saying that guys can't improve. We have seen guys improve on their completion percentage. It's kind of rare, but it does happen. You know what I'm saying? So ooh. Oh, they oh, they're clapping at the Rams guy. Oh, they they are clapping at the Rams guy, and they want to make sure that everybody sees it too. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What is happening? Stop stop equating schools with talent. The greatest receiver in NFL history went to Mississippi State Valley. They 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 standing up for their man Lance, bro. They are standing up for Lance, man. All right, let's go. Faithfuls, let's go. At least we're fighting a different fight now. That's the one thing I will say about the Faithfuls. I mean, we're always going at it about something, but at least it's a different fight here. My man said, let's look at Kyle. Kyle versus McVay. McVay, four straight winning seasons, three playoffs, Shammy one good year. Kyle beat us thanks to Salah and golf mistakes. Goid luck. Okay. I don't know. At the end of the day, we still have more points on the board than you, so our offense did something. That's all it takes, man. One more point <laughs> is all it takes. Uh, all right, so I was supposed to be asking the question, and I forgot to. We got to wrap this thing up because we got a show to do in 12, I'm sorry, 14 minutes. Um, Mike, Nick, if you guys see this, you think we pull off a move with the Falcons to move back one spot. Supposedly they love Lance, and honestly, I'd move back and gain something for them to get him. Um, I can't sit here and say comfortably what team loves who. I will never, ever do that because – like I, I, I gave you guys the Daniel Jones 
uh, scenario already. I would never in a million years have guessed that. So I'm not going to do it now. Uh, no, you don't move. And listen, you guys got to remember that from my understanding, the Niners started calling people from five and forward, trying yep. to see what it would take. That means that they already had this conversation with the Falcons and the Falcons shook their head at it. I'm not helping them move up now, personally. That's that's the way I feel. So that's just me. That's just me. You go, so, you, you're up here. You go and get your guy. The, the the thing here is though, if if you're if it's between if Lance and Wilson are on the on the board and you have 100 confidence that they're taking Lance and you're you're more interested in Fields, you don't know what they could just say. Oh, we're taking Lance or we're taking Lance and go up and take Fields. Who is your guy? And there's right. it ain't like oh you told me you were doing this. Let's right. There ain't no get that pick on your own. Yeah. If that guy is there, you got to take him. You can't trade out of the spot and hope that that person doesn't take him. Now, do you think that there's any chance in hell that we trade back? That's what I want to ask you. No. Like if let's just say for that they are looking at two guys. Let's say they're looking at two guys. Let's say it's, let's say it's Wilson and Fields for the sake of this, because you said Wilson was your guy. I'm, I'm on Fields, right? Let's just say that they go one and two. They, and let's say the Niners don't like Lawrence. You trade back? Even even the one spot to the Falcons? Because now the quarterbacks that you want. No, I think, I think you still pick there because I think you move up to that three spot and you're not trying to get to the two spot because you have confidence in three quarterbacks there that okay. you would be happy with. Right. You get the three because you like Lawrence. Because if you move back, like what sense is it? You're, you're losing out on what you really want and you just traded crazy value. And you're going to lose that value, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get that value back. <clears throat> All right, this one's for you, bro, from Bailey. One McVeigh took over a win now team, true, and Kyle took over a team that needed a rebuild. So, dude, you cannot bring up the winning seasons. They're clapping at this Rams guy, man. All right, guys, listen, we're going to have to. Oh man, there's another one. God damn. You guys are killing it with contributions tonight. Holy smokes. Uh, if the Jets decide to move on from number two, what does it take to move there? And what would you give up? All right, this will be our final question of the night. And we got to get ready to do the midnight madness thing. All right. Um, it's 400 want- points. That's that's the difference between the two picks, 400 points? It's 3,000, 2,600, 2,200. 3,000 and what? 2600 uh-huh 2200 okay so what would you do if it only cost me a second and you like one person really that much more but it, but you also got to look at it this way if they're looking to trade out they don't want one of your guys If the if the Jets are looking to trade back with the Niners, you're saying that they're not likely to take who they think you're going to take anyway. Right. Otherwise, they would stay and get them yourself. Right. So then what's the point? Which goes back to why we laughed at the Bears when they traded up one spot and we took Solomon Thomas. We were never going to get Trubisky, so why are you trading up? Now, here's the thing. The only reason you would possibly do that is if the Niners believe that other teams are calling the Jets to get in front of them. Right. That's the only way that happens, which is what the Niners did to the Bears that year. 
It's not out of the realm of possibility. As far as what I would give up, I would give up this year's three. I don't know what that's worth. I have no, I don't know anything about these values. Uh, I think you have to keep your second round pick though. I do think you have to keep the second round pick. So, um, you know, you just gotta, you gotta be careful with how you do it, but I would, I would give up this year's three and maybe, maybe something else, but I don't know. What about you, Nick? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with, um, to me, it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. You obviously think that moving to three is where you needed to be. If, if you have to move up more, it's going to cost you more. Mm-hmm. You already give up two first rounds and a third round to move where you're at. If you really thought you needed to get to two for the guy that you wanted, then you would have did that in the beginning. You wouldn't have like hoped you would have been like, okay, I need to move to two to get this guy. The jets aren't moving out of two. I highly doubt it. If they're taking, even if they're taking, I don't even know who they're taking. So I don't know. All right. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not moving anywhere. I'm staying right where I'm at because I feel like if you go to three, you have confidence in the three guys that are there that you can work with. Yep. Now that may be Lawrence, Wilson, Fields. It may be Lawrence, Wilson, Lance. You don't know. All right. Sean says, let's pray for that poor Lambs fan that just tried to compare records. Really, being a Lambs fan, get out of here before I gym never at fetal position. <laughs> All right. Is that a wrestler? Who who what what is that? Who is that? I have no idea. Coming out of Sean, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he said fetal position, you bro. I all right. <laughs> Trey Lance is the truth. Real talk. Real talk. I don't know why I felt the need to clap, but if I felt like I had to. And uh all right. I think that's gonna do oh my god. This, and is, this is good because you're on a 49ers thing contributing where where is this thing at all right here we go santa clara county fools golders haven't won anything since moving from san francisco right must be sad for all these young new niner fans used to losing when was the last time you won song they they've won as much as we have i i don't understand what you're using what have you won the same shit that we've won. McVeigh has won them just as much as we have won with Shanahan. Right, but that's what I'm saying. They've been to a Super Bowl. We've been to a Super Bowl. We yeah. both lost. Right. So I mean, so like, and, and don't say <laughs> you got screwed on it because we could say the same thing. Right. We'll see what the record is this year. We'll see who wins this year, rookie quarterback or not quarterback. And let's just hope Stafford can stay healthy for you guys. Uh. Who traded in coming years to recoup first round picks? Uh, I'll keep. I'll I'll do this one. I'll keep it short and sweet because we got to go. Uh, I don't think that the Niners look to recoup those picks. I don't think that they're moving anybody for the sake of recouping those picks. Not that it won't happen incidentally. I just don't think that they're worried about losing them. I think if they were worried about them, they wouldn't have given them up. This team right now is telling themselves we have a really good team. We need to get the quarterback, not a quarterback. 
And if we do, we're never picking close to 10 again. And so that's the way that they think about this. If we're picking 27, 28, and later every year, which is how we should be after this draft, then it's worth it. Who cares about first-round picks anymore? Yo, and and just like somebody said in here, you can use that stimulus if you want and then talk to us because you obviously want to talk to us bad by paying us. So I appreciate it, though. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Any Five final minutes. thoughts, man? Let's go home, bro. Final thoughts, man. I, I'm pulling for, like I said, my two guys are, are Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. I'll be happy with two, either one of those. If if we have to settle for Lance, I'm going to be obviously aggravated in the beginning, but then I'll have to have trust in my head coach and see what happens. So either way, man, like I said before, I root for the emblem on the, the helmets and the, and the jersey. I don't root for the player. So whoever it is, stay faithful. That's all, that's all I can say. Yeah. But if it's Mac Jones, I'm shooting a hole in my wall. And if it's Mac Jones, I'm pissed off. I'm yelling. I'm breaking stuff. Uh, and then when the season comes, I will have convinced myself that we're going to win with him. Yep. That's, just, that's the truth of it all. I, I've been and either way, no matter who it is, we're still going to beat the, the Lambs this year. So That's right. So, guys, that's going to do it for us here, man. We thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you all in about three minutes on the Midnight Madness Show. There you can ask your questions for free. Don't make contributions on the next show. We're out of here. Oh, wait. Prepare, Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always. Remain faithful. We out of here. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up. No fakes, we spinning, we winning, we high stakes, we never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us, we them nothing but niners. Niners. We nothing. Niners. We nothing. Niners. We nothing.